Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, you want things good, and that's what we're That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an insightful show. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to take that song again. I love you now. I love you tomorrow. I love you forever. I love you, Lord. And the other biggest references. I love you now. I want to just meditate on this. I love you tomorrow. I love you forever. Oh, I love you, Lord. Yes. I love you now. Lord, I love you. You have about one in my life today. Yes, I love you forever. Love you forever. I love you, Lord. Come on, tell it to Jesus. Say, I love you now. I love you now. I love you tomorrow. Say, I love you tomorrow. I love you forever. I love you forever. I love you, Lord. Oh, say I love you now. I love you now. Yes, I love you tomorrow. I love you tomorrow. I love you forever. I love you forever. Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you now. I want to be some God. I love you tomorrow. I love you forever. I love you forever. Come on. I bless you, Jesus. Come on. Come on. Bless you. What about you? I love you. 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 I love you forever. I love you now. Come on, I love you now. I love you now. Yes, I love you tomorrow. Tell him I love you tomorrow. I love you forever. I love you forever. I love you now. I love you now. Yes, I love you now. I love you now. I love you tomorrow. I love you forever. 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 I love you for
I love you, Lord. 
this evening that you know we'll be on our beds at night trying to sleep and just remember I love you now I'll love you tomorrow it's gonna be your song I'll love you forever oh I love you Lord you know if I've really been in love before you know how you'll be on your bed sleep at night just send a text to say oh babe I so much love you. Yeah. That it will just be for your earthly, manly love. It will be for the one that loves you before you were born. That you'll be consumed by his love for you. Then you wake up in the morning and his song on your heart is, Lord, I love you. And I'm going to love you forever. Thank you, Jesus. Because your love is stirred up in our hearts afresh tonight by the Holy Ghost. That we live all our lives loving you and we're never going to stop. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I want, us, I want to teach today so glory to Jesus. So let's, let's teach. Let's sit down. Let's sit. Let's sit. want to teach. want to teach. want to teach. Whoosh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you for the Holy Ghost. All right. So today's topic is twenty twenty one checklist. Twenty twenty one twenty twenty one checklist. Twenty twenty one checklists. Right. I'm sure we have all written our goals for the year, right? Reasonably, you've wrote you've written something. You've written something for next year. Oh, I've not written anything down here. One, two, three. Why? Four, five. Uh-uh. Let me stop control. We'll shame ourselves to the entire world. <laughs> why, why haven't we done that? What are, what are you waiting for? All right? What are you waiting for? Inspiration. You have it, okay? So before we start this morning, this evening, I feel like just address... Um, a conversation. So, you know, there's this talk that says um, it's common these days that religion is bad. Just let's just be let's just be human. You know, that man is good, religion is bad. Let's just be human. And it's so popular, yet it's so stupid. That don't even think deep. Just look at your life. You look at your see yourself. When you did something bad. Was it religion that made you to do it? All the battles you've done in your life, was it religion that made you do it? Okay? Was it religion that made you do the battles you did in this life? Now, ask yourself again. In times when you could have done something bad that you didn't do it, what made you not to do it? For me, it is the God factor. Times when I could have done bad that I did not do it, it was the God just God, just that knowledge of God. Sometimes I could have seen, the things that I, I can do, that nobody will catch me doing it. Why don't I do it? For me, it's not even trumpets. <laughs> For me, it's trumpet, right? For me, it's not trumpet, though. It's just knowledge of God. To live pleasing to God. So, we have to be careful about these ideologies. Because what pains me is not when stupid people say it. It is when believers like it online or retweet, that's when I get angry. 
You understand? When people say it, I don't care. When people that are blind say blind things, it's, it's regular. Don't forget this is midweek service, okay? So this is the believers' meeting. So I can be harder, all right? So when people say stupid things, and you know, and they are not meant to know better, I, I'm not moved by it. What makes me react? When a believer likes or a twist toast, I'm like, you've been here for a while. There should be some sense in your head. All right? Now, there are be terrible religions. That's their business. But nobody can, in the name of Jesus, do those things. For example, was it James and John, sons of thunder, what do they call their names? When they told Jesus, let's send out thunder to destroy these people. And he told them, you don't know the kind of spirit you are of. So our kind of spirit is not, is, is not for destruction. It's for repair. Do you understand? We make things good, not spoil it. So you cannot, in good conscience, in the name of Jesus, be a destroyer. All right? So don't let all this happen. Don't, 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 don't see... When, when you hear most of the most of the the atheistic arguments, at the base of it all is stupidity, sincerely. When you think it deep to the end, it does not hold water. It does not hold water. Alright? So don't let anybody make you think you are unintelligent by being a believer. At least you believe that the world was created, that this world is not random. You can't tell me you are smart and say this word is random. It just came to be. Big bang, bah! And the sun came to be. The bang formed sun. Formed moon. What the bang is the banging? What has it formed? <laughs> Swim that is pure. All things are pure. <laughs> Alright? So, don't let anybody make you feel small by being a believer. It takes more faith in quotes to believe what they believe. Alright? I just threw my laptop on the floor. Bam! Bang! And it formed a new MacBook, a new phone, a new shoe. Yeah. I'm a very good banger. <laughs> Alright. So, okay. So, said in, um, in the on Sunday service, that's why I entered to a wealthy place. That we have entered to a wealthy place, right? So said God is able, Ephesians 3.20, that God is able to do immeasurably more, much more than all we can ask or think, according to his power, there's at work in us. Alright? So we said also, Psalm 66 verse 12, that he has, you know, taken us through the storm, through the fire, through the water, we have now brought us to our wealthy place. Is the, is the volume too loud on the, on the speaker? Let the speaker, is it too loud? Just turn it down a bit. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, it was too loud. All right. Glory to Jesus. So as believers, I'm trying disciples, right? You can't have plans for the new for the new year that looks like you own yourself. Today's topic is 2021 checklist. Your plans for the new year cannot look like you own yourself. So when we see your plans for the new year. It should be clear that you are a disciple. That you are living for something beyond your own plans, your goals, and your dreams. When we see your goals, we should see that you are actually sold out to God. You are consecrated. 
I've used this word for a while now, it's consecration. Because the church of these days, especially you know, churches our age, of our, of our age bracket, needs to remember consecration. Consecration. The deliberate act of living for God. That must go beyond just saying, I'm saved by grace through faith, but also living our lives knowing that Jesus is our Lord. It means that when I'm talking now, you know, you're pressing your phone doing other things. If you have your phone right now, it means you're typing what I'm saying or read your Bible. I know what I'm talking about. It's not you. This is on my left. Okay? But Jesus be the glory. Consecration. I won't call names. I'm a good boy this afternoon for now. Alright? We must remember this word. Consecration. I, am be- I belong to God. I am sold out to God. And it must reflect in everything you say or do. That when, when they see you, when you hang out with people, they can tell that even though they're a friend, right? This guy is different. Because for us, it seems as though consecrated means just having believing friends. Just quarrel up in groups and all that. But, you know, even in that, there's no clear line. We are trying so hard to fit in. I sometimes I'm like, why are you also to fit in? There's a lot of also to fit in. A lot of subconscious trying to look like them. Trying to be cool. You're already cool. Stop trying. We, we are trying too hard. And sometimes, see, these things, they, your inside shows on your outside. When you try too hard on the outside, something is, is a symptom of something wrong on the inside. So, for example, when I see people changing their appearance a lot, I'm asking, when they change their appearance, what they see online, how they talk, what they do, for me, like, are you fine? When I see, when I see your tweets today, I can compare where you are today, where you are last year, where you are two days ago. So, those things we do outside, me, I know, the symptom of something good or bad inside. So when I find people trying so hard to fit in outside, I'm asking myself, is this person good inside? Are you okay? So we need to stop trying to fit in. Be consecrated. This, that every time there's a new fad, a new fad about appearance, about looks, I think if you're a healthy believer, you won't be too eager to, to, to fit into a new fad. This fat thing is a sign of ill health. If you, if you need to do to feel among, I think something is wrong. So why, when they ask me about tattoos, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Again, it's a believer's meeting, so I, don't, I will talk real here. I'm not a fan of tattoos. I'm not a fan of, of, of colored air. I'm not a fan. For guys, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of, of nose rings or this excessive thing. I'm not a fan. I love you, right? But I'm, I'm personally not a fan of it. For me, I think if you are consecrated, I think you will not be too moved to do these things. I think where there is an excessive need to do these things, I think it's a sign of, of an internal fault that you need to think about. So, we must stop trying to fit in. We must stop trying to fit in. Enjoy being different. So, before, I, before you do some new some new thing. Why am I doing it? To what end? Because many times, what I've learned is that people, that people start out being minutely liberal. They start out small. But that small is a beginning. 
the beginning. So enjoy being sharp because you're created. Be sharp about it. It will keep you. When you don't kiss, it's hard to, it's hard to touch. When you don't touch, it's hard to go to the end. When people give themselves small, 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 small breaks, let's kiss. It's fine. Very soon, that kiss will not do you again. You want more than kiss. I'll be old man. And that's the goal. So yes, your, your, your body tells you that kiss doesn't, 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 no longer feels that deep. You want to hold more. You want to touch more. Okay. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so from touching, you now want to, you think the next level of intimacy against what you need. It's why that sling really works. Sharp consecration. Be sharp about it. See, in these days of terms, these days that are, are in Bible, in, in Paul's terms, Ephesians 5, are evil days. If it was evil then, it's evil now. There's a wave of sin all over. Wave of morality is very strong. So you have to be, you have to be more resolute in your stand against sin. If you're around the corners, you'll so fall. It's not your cause, it's what it is. If you're around the edges, and there's a strong wind that's right now, that wind will blow you. Pastors, pastors are falling. Who that preach, they are falling. So it shows you that it's, 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 not, it's not a strong man, it's, a, it's now a wisdom thing. Be sharp about it. Be sharp about it. Sharp. I don't know why I got here, okay? That's utterance. Let him that has it, let him receive it. So, Corinthians 5.15. So Corinthians 5.15. So Corinthians 5.15. Someone said kissing is foreplay. You don't intend to play. Don't fall. Okay? You don't intend to play. Don't fall it. Don't start it. It's foreplay. It's for the, it is for the play. It, it is for the play. <laughs> so Corinthians 5.15. Alright. So Corinthians, so Corinthians 5.15. DJ, what's up? What's happening? Shall I find any break? Alright, alright, okay, okay. Let's go. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Look at that. He died for all. So that we that live should no longer live for ourselves, but live for the one that died and rose again. So you that live for him, it should be clear that you don't live for yourself. You are living for Jesus. Sharp consecration. Yes, you must have unbelieving, maybe, maybe not super close friends, right? But we cannot hide from the world because we are meant to influence the world. So we should have them around us. But your difference should be clear. You know, when I read Jesus, he was called a friend of sinners, yet of all men the holiest. And even atheists that study will tell you he was a holy man. But he was a friend of sinners. So it means even in being friends with sinners, he was remarkably different. It wasn't just different, it was remarkably different. You know in Matthew, I think Matthew 8 or 7, when he was in the house of, um, of Matthew, Matthew's house, they came to ask his disciples, how come your master is eating with and sinners? And he said, I've not come, the, the hospital is not for the LD, but for the sick. So yes, he was friends with them, and in, in a way, it was wisdom. Let me tell you the wisdom there. If you want to task collectors, would, would you go through a task collector? 
So by feasting in Matthew's house, what do you do? Attracted tax collectors. See the brilliance of that. If he was in Peter's, Peter's house, who would have fishermen? If he was in a priest, who would have, a, would have priests? So by, I'm going somewhere else, but it's important. Okay? There's something about having freshly saved people around you that gives us access to people that need to be saved like them also. So in our associations also, we must not, we must not neglect people that need us. Those freshly getting saved, those that need to be saved, because they're the ones that need us the most. So we should pre- avoid this consecration means that we are not friends with them. It makes us ineffectual. After a while, you find out that when they tell you about their things, you, find, you feel so disgusted because you've not been there in a long time. You don't know how they feel. They are feeling, how could you do this? How could you do that? If you're friends, then you know they do those things. You will not have this shock like, hey, you, you'll, be more, you'll be more able to help because you have an idea of how they are. Am I making sense? So, in our plan for New Year also, don't just, don't zone yourself such that in all, there is no unbeliever around that you are helping. There is just you and your believing, couple, believing friends. So, as much as yes, we need believing company, right? We also need, we have, to, we have to still have that connection to the world where we can rescue them out from. So, we need two things, okay? We need to actually get people saved so we can have, you know, fresh believers that still have, have unsaved people in their connects. Many of us here, now we ask for our friends, right? Now, many of us, our friendship is just, is church people. It's good, right? But it's also, so in a way, limited. Do you understand? All right, consecration. Glory to Jesus. So, we must leave God first. Living our lives for him that died for us. Living God first. Consecration means to be sanctified, okay? It means to be to, to separated from the world, belonging to Christ. It doesn't mean not having what people in the, that, that are in your association, right? But in your attitude, in your, in, your, in, your, in, your, in your behavior in life, it must be clear that you are called out. You are separated. It must be clear how you talk, what you wear, how you relate with people, the songs you listen to. It must be clear they are consecrated. Don't live around the edges. You will fall over. All right? Someone will see your plans for next year. As I said earlier, are they those of a disciple? Is it clear for your plans that you are a disciple? One will see your bank statements. Is it clear you are a disciple? Or we'll see um, facial cleanser, um, bone, bone straight. Um, bone, what does you used to buy? Well, <laughs> all right. Uh-huh. Someone will see, the, someone will see your, your, your bank statements. You know, can we say from your, from your, from your account that you are a disciple? You know, Bible says something? This is where your treasure is. That is where your art will be. Alright? You know also, where your art is, that is where your treasure will also be. So, you know, this treasure at, 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 um, at arrow goes both ways. So it means also, I can put my art in the kingdom by putting my treasures there. You think you don't love church, right? Give to church very well. You love church. When your money is there, you will love it. When your time is there, ah, you will love it. When it costs you, you have to follow. So, if, if you find yourself losing touch, invest there. Money, time, you will love it. Energy resources. Is why, as church also, you must, must deliberately make people invest more in church. 
So someone said, recording. When you see people, when you see people commit to clubs, associations, and how, de- how demanding they are, you now wonder why churches are scared to make demands. As clubs, they make demands. People invest heavily in those clubs, and they don't mind. And when you see commit, once you commit that way, your heart is there. Like taxing, you pay proper tax, you protest. Do you understand? Glory to Jesus. So you can channel your art by investing your treasure. You can channel your affections on kingdom by putting your resources into kingdom stuff. Alright? Awesome. So it says in Matthew, Matthew 6, 1934. Matthew 6, 1934. Glory to Jesus. Matthew 6, 1934. 19 to 34. Are we there? Yeah, go. Read someone's phone. Don't step up for me. Read someone's phone. Let's go together. Good. Let's go. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. But where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. It's not life more than food, and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Go on, 27. Can any one of you, be wor- by, can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Look at that. So this is, this is what's very vital. He's saying again that God must confess for you. Now when Jesus talk, talks to the crowd, he doesn't, doesn't tell them all these ones. The crowd is, you know, the small things, right? But for the disciple, he expects to commit to kingdom. Okay. The, the, the baby Christian, the unsaved can be all about those things, right? But for you, a mature disciple, he wants your affections to be on him first. He wants to care for you. And the more, the more you invest, you know, into him, the more he's committed to, to meet your needs. Because you are, you are literally throwing yourself all out on him. Just that. You are hanging your trust on him. He wants you to actually hang your trust on him more and more. That you commit to him more and more. You know, many times, even for those called ministry, for us, you know, this, this, this is the first struggle. What will I eat? 
What will I drink? What will I put on? But he wants you to actually take that step. Let him care for you. Alright? So for, it, might, it, might, it might not look like at the beginning, right? But it's a journey. It's a step by step. And it's going to work. So even you're not called, you're not called to ministry, you're called to be, you know, second in your, in your daily affairs. Yes. Let this be clear that you're a disciple. You are sold out. That's for you, God first. For us in this year, is very important. Now, in our worldly place, we don't get consumed by wealth and pursuit that will not live out God. And that becomes, you are too busy for service. Now, all the business again, give again is now hard because you're now counting the money. You don't, you don't want it to become from one million to nine, 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 nine. No, people can be like that. You, they don't want that thing to break from one billion to nine hundred ninety-nine or ninety-one million because their, their heart is now in the figure. Okay, it happens to rich people. Any small drops of attention? Yes, because they live by the getting. You understand? So it's why many of them now get themselves themselves free by giving out so that they don't die of attention. So they just, or more, let me just free myself and give more, because it gives them freedom. That the money does not kill them. So you cannot live by, you know, me, myself, and I. Your motives must align with God's. It must be kingdom first, and all these other things will be added to you. All right? Isaiah James 4 says, Why are you procreating and fighting? It says it comes from the desires that are within you. Okay? It said, you don't have, but you want to have, so you kill people to have it. All right? You quarrel, but you don't get it. So what do you do? You quarrel and fight. So when you say quarrel and fight, at the bottom of it all is desires, selfishness, your personal, you know, when you see countries fighting each other, countries fighting each other in another country, what's at the back of it? Resources. It's not ideology, it's resources. Alright? So you, you quarrel, you, you kill and fight and all that. So, but you don't have because you don't ask God. So when you now ask, you don't get because you are asking it with me, myself, and I. Your loss is driving your pursuit. And you pepper them in this new year. I you show your daddy that you didn't believe in me, I will show you that I'm a success. Daddy, I will show you that I can, I can blow without you. He says that is not how to get God to work for you. When you think that way, you quickly fall into worldly wisdom. You need to scheme to get this done. So when you become, I must, I must blow by force. You will scheme. Why Paul will tell us that, you know, that people, for love of money, has destroyed their own soul. Because when you are, I must succeed by force. You will scheme. You must scheme. You will cut corners. You will cut corners. That's why people generally detest, detest the rich. Because many times the rich too, they've done many evil to get, to get that level of wealth. It's, it's not necessarily right, but people have cut many corners also. When you see your south south and the, the oil spill the, 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 the clinical clinical, because some people want to wealthy by force. They don't care who dies for them to get wealthy. They don't care for the fish and the river dies. They don't care. Just so that the money can be complete. Why did, the, why did the, the, the Europeans take over Africa? Kill people, blow people up. Why? It's the wealth. So if you are wealth-driven and must succeed by force, you will cut corners. It's why what saves you is that God-first thing to channel your actions so that in your pursuit of wealth, you are not, doing, you're, you're not cutting corners to get it. See, this is important. It's why Abraham, you know, was blessed by God. Abraham's heart was clear. Got to a point where, you know, the king gave him stuff. So the king, king, keep, keep, your, keep your stuff. I want to be clear that God is blessing, not you. So for someone, for someone to tell somebody, keep your things I don't want. His heart is on God's blessings. This is where we must strive to be. God, this is how you preserve your, yourself. 
so that the world does not swallow you in, in, in behaviors. Because you are not careful, you can change. Before you know it, you so change. Like, how did I do so and so? The more and more you, you get wealthy and you want to get wealthy, the more trapped, you know, is a trap. Pursuit of wealth is a trap. See, when we see our, our, our parents and all that, some of them have stayed the course, they are faithful to God. But some others, some others, when they started chasing money, they will tell you, when I was younger like you, I was all out for God. When I was, what happened to them? The pursuit of wealth, of survival. It is a trap that the disciple must prevent. And, and how do you do it? Put your resources in kingdom. It will guide you, it will guide you all through. When you know you are, you are kingdom, that your drive to succeed is God first. It now becomes, will I steal to bless kingdom? Now becomes, will I loot money and say, God, take? Why he says, when I got your first fruits, when I give, will I blow? Will I steal to give God's first fruits? We now ask you, how bad is your conscience? Is it, is it dead, dead, dead? All right? So, God wants you to live well. He wants you to have things. He doesn't want things to have you. He doesn't want things to have you. He wants you to have things. You know, there's a way that you can have many, people can have 20 bone streets, but if you touch one, Wala will come. Better sisters, you know. You have 20, but your sister touched one and wore it out. You did not tell me. You have 20. Your heart is in that thing. You have to be careful. They touch my wig. You want my blouse? But you have 20, your star has one. You know? You know? Even when they tell you, some of you, you have to steal them. When they wear that, yeah, hey, this should not cut. It's not, this should not that. You know? We are, we, are, we are back to it again. We are back to it. Okay? So, your art, you have to be careful. So, your art is not in those things. Some of you, they, they scratch your car. That we could spoil. <laughs> Alright? So, it's important, okay? See, we get to a point where, where nothing moves you. And it's, it's growth. You get to a point where nothing moves you anymore. That's Go for someone passes your car and you're like, just go. You have moved past it. Your heart is not there. You, you live on, on the blessed ble- the blessed lane. You know, can I come out and say something? say, when people when people defraud them and all that, it doesn't go to court. It blesses them. That is a seed. It's a, it's a seed to him. It's a seed. Just when people offend him, he sends money to them. People offend him, they will send them money. You know what he's doing? Can I plan? That where his treasure is, is that is there. If he's blessing you, he cannot eat you. So he uses his money to correct, correct affections. So you now be wondering why is why he's so rich? Can he to you? So to them, the money is, the money does not have them. When you hear them talk about money, if, if you don't know them, you feel like you think they, you think they are lost food. You think they are, but really, to them it's nothing. When you see what they give, you know it's nothing. Billy Graham ministry was heavily funded by Kenneth Copeland. Heavily funded by Kenneth Copeland. Heavily. So we like Billy Graham. Don't like Kenneth Copeland. Because Billy Graham was a simple guy. What was funded by Kenneth Copeland? But to you, it was the bad guy. That was the good guy. But that good guy was funded by the Kenneth Copeland. Alright? But we think, we think looking, not looking, looking like you don't have it all to looking poor. We, we think he's we think he's, he's, he's pious. But when you get to heaven, you might hate heaven. Because it's too lavish. The street is gold. 
Why is the street gold? What for? No, why, 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 why is the street gold? Why is it gold? Why is God not as powerful as you are? Why is the street gold? If you put gold in church, people will cry. If you put gold in church, what will happen? But God, why, why, why is, why is, what's the gold on the floor? <laughs> All right. So, well, well I'm, not, I'm not saying we should be lavish, you know, and wasteful, but I'm saying that there's a way this our, our, our fight for prosperity. It's not, it's not really, it's not from God. It's our flesh that is crying. And so, because some people have been poor for so long, when they see what they are, they are angry, they're suspicious. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Just when you see people like, it's a lie, you stole the money, it's money to try. It's not money to try. It's God blessing. <laughs> you know, churches have been born in Nigeria because they assume that they buried something in the, in the church. They don't finish burning, now, nothing was there. Just your jealousy and anger, you just burnt one's church down. Alright? So we must ensure that our heart is where it should, where it should be. Alright? It says, First Corinthians 14, 1, follow the way of love, get his spiritual gifts, shiny prophecy. It says, eagerly, now the word follow the way of love, and eagerly desire, not just any other desire, lustfully desire spiritual gifts. So that's the one you are permitted to, to lust after, things of God. That, that this is what you should, you should be consumed by. This one, the one perfect God is telling you, convert this one. Pursue this one, spirituals, things of God. So check your heart. Where are my affections? Why will I work harder this year? Why? Is it for me, myself, and I? Is that it? Is that all of it? Oh, my soul. All right. First, first Timothy 6, 6 to 19. First Timothy 6, 6 to 19. Yeah. First Timothy 6, 6 to 19. Are we there? Further say I'm there. We are weeks I'm awake. Awake my soul and sin. I'm gonna shoot. <laughs> Alright. First Timothy 6, 6 to 19. Let's shoot. Go. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But Look if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich... Please fall follow me. Follow me. Go on. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Pause. So, you want to get rich, right? Be aware of this trap. So, as the church will talk about, about blessing, prosperity, wealth, we must show you there is a, a trap. We must let you know there is a trap. Do you understand? You must know there is a trap. When you know there is a trap, you can jump over it. You must know there is a trap. The trap to do everything for wealth's sake or to do everything with wealth, to have your way with wealth. When they say, you don't do this, you can afford to do the battle, you do it. Because you can afford to do it. You know, some of us think, you think you are, you are, you are above from temptation. It's because you can't afford it yet. So you cannot humanize. You don't know yet. Wait till your fine boy has money. That's why we now know that you have passed it. You get? Wait till your fine boy has money to afford your kind of babes. We will now know then if you are truly consecrated. Now it's theoretical. But when you can afford it, we will know. 
when you can buy somebody, you can literally buy the person's price. You can, you can pay the price. That I want that babe. And get, what does she want? What does she want? Trigger a release clause. Hey, you trigger a release clause. <laughs> hey, so you don't, see, that's how you will know. And it also works both ways. When you are powerful and you can afford to do some things, that's when you know if you are actually, if you are consecrated or not. Male or female talks about Hey, people buy men too these days. So. Alright? So, there's a trap that you must be aware of. And it starts from now. How far would you go to make money? What will you let go of for money's sake? Alright? Glory to Jesus. Alright, please go on. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many See that? Some people of love of money have left the faith. Money took them away from the faith. Paul speaking. says the money made them wander from the faith. Love of money. Amen. This thing starts small. When you watch this, when you, when you see, you don't even watch, when you watch, I was watching a documentary, um, Mossad, you know, the Mossad, the, the Israeli, yeah, and I learned from that, that the way, at, the way mafias recruit people is, is a bait. They don't go all out to catch you. They bait you in with the small things. So they, you keep, they keep giving it to you, you're stuck inside, you cannot go out again. What about living in bondage here, the new one? What do they do? They don't, they don't give you at first time, they give you small, small. So you are stuck and, like, and it's not, it's not too hard to go. Start with a small thousand dollars. Like, wow, this is good, right? They've not, they've not bought you yet. They keep doing it to the point where your, your life is now based around their resources. Now you realize how do you want to go? You are used to the life. Do you understand? That's how it also works. That this thing does not happen to us suddenly. It's the small things. They get to a point where you are so stuck there, it's now hard to change. So when you talk to people doing your about Christ, like, I understand, right? But what would like it? Because if, if they are not used to, they are stuck in doing yahoo yahoo to, fund, to feed themselves. That becomes, where do I start from? So don't say it can't happen to you. That's the point. Everybody says not me. On the record, the sex, sex scandal. Everybody says not me. They all say not me. Until it happens. So don't, yet, don't, don't just not me. Take action. Take steps. How would this not be me? Amen. It can, how will it not be you? Not you, not you, but we'll see the way you are behaving. Alright? Please go on. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Go to 17. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Do you see that? That wants, wants, to fund, wants to fund your baby girl, fund your enjoyment. He wants to fund your enjoyment. But you must, you know, not put your hope in wealth, but your hope must be in him. It must be your source. It must be such that your blessing is God-given. Is why 
you can't be stuck in artwork for wealth. It's a risk. Because if all you did was work out to succeed, your art is saying, I made this money myself. It's me. This money is me. I worked out for it. It's a trap also. It's a trap of, it's my money. I earned it. So it's why in pursuit for wealth, you must leave the God factor in place. Let him lead you. Deliberately trust in God. Talk to him about, about that business, that idea. Deliberately partner with him through the process. Let it be clear that God built you. Why Abraham told that, told the king, keep your things so that you don't say tomorrow that you made me. I don't want you to make me. I want it to be clear that my blessing, you know, is of God, that God provided, God made a way for me. In the Quran, we say that when they take up take take any project, it's not because they have the money. They, they don't plan that way. They plan with God said. That they do things based on God said. They don't do because we have $10 million. Let's do so and so. They don't work that way. They do with God said. So to ensure their trust is constantly on God. Yes, we plan, right? We plan, we, we do all that, but you must, be, you must make sure that they got partnership. Very important. All right, go on. 18. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Paul said, I should tell you, he he told us to command you to do good with your resources. Paul said, command them. Imagine that. He says, for a disciple, we should command you to be willing to share, to be generous. Now, he didn't say beg them. That would have been fine. He said, command them. So for a disciple, it's not a maybe or maybe not. It's for you a command to be rich to share. You understand? To be rich for the purpose of, of sharing, for distribution. So as you grow in your career, you know it's unfair in a way. That we pray, pray for people to get blessed, to increase. They now increase, don't see they, they are giving. And ch- God knows that church needs money. So God blesses you. God blesses you. But money does not show in church. God forbid, that's not your case. Do you understand? Because as a pastor, you take, take people up to God. That God, though, these people need to get good jobs. For them and for us. They need to grow and get better. So people now grow and get better. They're like, uh-uh. Because, again, in a way, we should know, we should know these things. We should, we, should, we should know that. We should know that, you know, as you are growing, it's showing in your giving, showing your commitment to God. So people get blessed and just stop coming to church. The blessing takes them out of church. Not only, but this was a blessing. How did it happen? Understand? So, don't let the blessing be what you use as an excuse to leave God. As you grow in ministry, grow in career, grow in your business, let it show in your giving. Not just new car, new house. We are praying, we are praying God for you that you get new cars and all that. It's our prayer point, right? But it should show that your giving is also increasing significantly. Not, not that you go from any 500 to 5 million. You increase your salary, you increase your giving by 2%. So they did not say you did not increase it. You are doing, doing religious calculation that I, 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 I shall increase it. No, let, let, let it be commercial rates. In fact, be more, be more lavish you are giving to God because you are seeing, you are seeing the growth, the progress. Because in this church right now, we are all growing. From, we are seeing the new jobs. We are seeing it. They don't even tell us. We, need to, we are seeing the new jobs. We are seeing it. We are seeing the increase. We are seeing that like you were in school last year, now you are working this year. We are seeing it, right? So we should also see that you are getting better in your commitment to God. All right? Consecration. 
consecration. Alright? Just command them to do good. To be what? Rich in good deeds. Not just rich in your account. Be rich in good deeds. Be rich in good deeds. Rich in giving. Rich in preaching the gospel. Rich in ministry. Be rich in good deeds. Let your wealth mean that you have more time to serve God. People serve God, they're not jobless. People, people think that people that work, work that serve God are jobless. That's a feeling of you don't have work. No, we have work. We have work. But we prioritized. So you have to go because you're jobless. That's because you prioritize kingdom. You read? I was talking about my friend, Taiwo. I saw the way get I will save God. We're, we're doing it together. That is first class. So it's, that, serving God is not in that in that in that is, is first class. So don't don't you are not jobless. I'm not jobless. I'm not jobless. But we've prioritized God has come first. Alright? Of course, they, they can be overdue. Yes. Yes. Because some people actually now live in church as though they are called to do ministry. You're not, you're not, you're not, if you are not called to full time, there should be a balance, right? But to still show, it must still show, it will show. Even you will know your heart of heart. Sincerely before God, God, I'm doing well. You will know your heart of heart. I'm, 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 I'm trying. We're not saying, we're not saying sleep in church. Said to the pastor, we're not saying we're not, we're not saying that. We work in church. That's different, right? But you will know you and God will know because we are, when you when it's you and God alone, you and you and God is there. You know the truth about your service to God. Do you understand? Good. So God wants to bless you. Don't get in the way of selfless, selfishness. Don't get in the way of the blessing with selfishness. Don't go from grace to also. Because once you once you cut off that part of the God factor, it becomes what you also to build, and that's stressful. When we get to that lane, you will, you will compulsorily cut corners. It's a fact. Once you get off the blessing lane to so your hard work lane alone, you will cut corners. People might not know because you try to keep a good appearance, but you know in your closet that you are cutting corners. Amen. So your affections. Kingdom expansion. Souls must be saved. Find time to break the gospel. Talk about Christ. His love for you. Alright? Your affections. Church growth. Church effectiveness. Okay? Because charity begins at home. Serve God. If you are serving God, to show in your local church. Because charity begins at home. If you are serving God, we will know in church. So you say, I don't do in church. I don't do lie. If you are doing it, we will know in church. We will know. Alright? Because the church gives opportunity for accountability, you know, for growth and stuff like that. Alright? So yes, plan your personal family goals, right? But you must keep that kingdom first thing. Alright? Good. You must remember that we are all ministers. <laughs> Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Let's look at Ephesians 4. From verse 1. We are all ministers. Alright, Ephesians 4. From As verse a one. prisoner for the Lord. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirits through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. 
But to each of us, but to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean, except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens, in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining, the whole measure, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Please go. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become, in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, from him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its, does its work. Look at that. The final line, you, you read so well, like it. Alright. The final line. That the body grows as each part does its work. As each of us do our work in the body, the body grows. He says the fivefold ministries, you know, they equip the body for the work of ministry. They equip us. Equip you and I. We equip, you know, get my point, for the work of ministry. So you are the ministers. You are a minister. So, not they give you a tag in your church, Minister Wiley. No, you are a minister. The day you got saved, you became a minister of the gospel. So, you have ministry work to do. You have souls to save. You have people to edify, believers coach. You have people to edify. Don't run away from your job. You have people to edify. Don't be shy about your job. Own it also. There's grace for you. Now it's for you, and I'm talking to you. There's grace for you. There's, there's an anointing value for it, okay? You, you, you didn't just think it up. You didn't just manufacture it, okay? God sent you. Own it as that. My look as though people are troublesome, questioning you, and all that, but you get better as you grow. When you stop, there's no growth. When you stop around the way, there's no growth. It's in consistency that growth comes. As you do it, you learn how to do it even more. Get to a point where the fight and all that doesn't break anymore. You've learned to move past it. You get my point here. But if you are stopping and back, no, no, that's not how you grow. You keep at it, okay? And it gets better and better and better. You look back and be glad about this journey. Good? All right. So you're a minister. So this year, minister deliberately. Improve your ministry. How will my ministry get better? Whatever you do for God, how will it get better? You know, you're planning and thinking, how will my ministry work get better? My work in church, how will it get better? How will my unit be the best? How will I serve God and his people better in my ministry? Think about it in your spare time. What will I, what will I bring to the kingdom? Will I bet a new song for the church, for the body? Will I bring a new song? Is my song going to be the next rave that will bless the body for the next five years? Will I be the, my song be the Waymaker, Miracle? That is going, they're making a rave around the world. You know, the song is still, is still going. Will it be my song? Will I just hold my ministry and just, just, just cruise, just do small yes, small there, just play around my comfort zone? 
When I pray and let God give me, you know, now I'm, I'm talking about songs now because I'm talking about fire. Am I praying that God is here? I want inspiration. I want songs. I want then I want that song that will ride will ride the way for the next few years. Someone said songs precede revival. Okay, but don't don't mind. You have to mind about how does he choose? Is it don't mind? How does he choose his next his next um his next act? Yes, and he said. Look for this revival. Then pick the singers there. That where is the revival? Check the songs they are singing. So they are singing. So he looks for you this revival. Then pick the singers. That is where he, that's where he sees the next song, the next act to pick up. Because songs precede the revival. So what we use? Why we said worship? Worship leads the church in worship. You lead us. So what will you do as a worship team differently this year? What we at the end of the year, we did this for God. We did this for God. Not just we just did church. Alright? So in every unit also, think about it. No, Paul said, if your gift is in administration, do it well. Think of people like Bolu, fantastic administrator. She's really good. She's really, really, really good. And you know, she, she didn't become all this by she didn't just become it. It's dedication. So I got him better every month because she's giving to it. Alright? So, if, if your gift is giving, give also. Don't stop. Don't, don't, don't cut back. Let God see you as a channel. Alright? So, you're a minister. So, this year, minister deliberately. Look for someone to, to, to disciple. We've put so much in, in some of us. We've put so much, so, so, so much. But you keep crying for, you keep crying for help. But you don't need help. Don't for someone to help. Turn the game around. And I want clinical They like you don't. You don't need it. You want it, but you don't need it. You're just being lazy. Once you pick up someone to take care of, you sit up by force. Once you pick up someone that pick up a young disciple, they just go by the that man, you pray every day for 30 minutes. Your sense you will pray that prayer. Because you don't want to fold the person's hand. So t- turn the game around. Stop looking for help. Help somebody. The people will help you usually. Now, some people have gone up now, right? So some people don't don't do military service. They are usually our, our, our babies. But you that we pour the most into, go and disciple them. One will point to you, look for someone to disciple for the next six months. That in six months, I will reasonably make you like me in, in one way or the other. At least we, you get to a level where I'm like, this is good. This can just disciple somebody else. Look for somebody. All of you here, we've done enough work on you to do something. We've done everything. We've taught, lead hands, lead legs, blow breeze. Okay, so go and go to disciple. There are people here that are that are new here. That they are new. They've not. They've they don't they don't really see TGC where where. Those are some things in the past that that we might not be able to do again on a Sunday morning. So it's now you that will do it to them. Amen. You've done some work on you. Do some work on you. Look for people to take care of. Because now you've ch- we've changed seasons. We've changed seasons. So it is now you that will ensure that the ministry of TGC actually spreads to everybody in TGC. You understand? It's now you. So right now, you know, as we get bigger and we grow more, I, I, I can't disciple everybody. Again. I, I can't disciple everybody one on one anymore. So it is you that have time for one on one. Only you can. Only you, most most people cannot boss me one on one. As you grow more and more, they can't. They don't have, they don't have my number. 
Do you understand? So it's, it's your number that we have. So you have children to take care of. Amen. So when they come, care for them. It starts now. Scan the church. Look for people that need one-on-one and holding. There are many. Like play like play, they are there. You tell disciple somebody, and I'm, I'm, you're asking my heart that God hope she's doing his job. I also remember at night, hey, I guess this person, this person, God hope she's doing it. I will not call names, okay? But I tell you, hope you are doing it. When you live in soul wondering, you are being grossly responsible. Someone just got saved in church. Person is just there, no hand holding. You are being a wicked parent. Well, eh? it is well with you. All right. So, this year, how much more will you pray? What will be your prayer routine? Yes, there are times when prayer routines can go out of hand, but you come back to it again, Abi. What will be the prayer routine? Because prayer routines can sometimes, when things happen, can go off way. But how will you come back to it? What, what will be your prayer routine for the year? What will be your Bible study goals for the year? What will be your Bible study goals for the year? Will you be that you read, read the Testament four times this year? Like this year, I want to read the Testament four times. I want to read the Testament four times. Would that be your goal? How many chapters per day will you do? Not just read through, but how many chapters per week will you actually sit down and eat with concordance and different versions of the Bible? How many souls will you win this year? And what does that mean for how and where you preach? This year is your plan to enter the bus and go and preach it. What is your plan for to win souls? What is your what is your game plan? Not, not, not just not how win souls. How will you win the souls? A disciple, a, a disciple's checklist. Right? How many people will be healed through you? This means also when you have, when you have a, a target for the year, when people are sick, you don't run away. You run to them to pray for them. Not that you just tell them Pele Panado. No, because you have a target at mind. Alright. And we will bless your personal healing and prophetic ministry. Not for we are all ministers, we all have a healing ministry. We all have a prophetic ministry. How many people will you bless with your prophetic ministry? Who will you call at the right time to give you a word of encouragement? Just just feel ah, just call this person, joy comes, just come, just, just come to your mind. And like go what about you? What's up with that? Can I just call her? Just call her and just start talking because what comes to you for the person. We, this year we will be responsible. You know, if you stay alert, God will speak to you about people. We be responsibly, deliberately alert. You know, God was telling me sometimes ago that do you, do you watch Netflix sometimes? Let's overdoing this thing. So when you are tired, don't relax, Netflix. Your Bible is there. But the first thing is Netflix. You are kind you don't just know it yet. You know when God drags me, I'll drag you back. When God drags me, I'll drag you. When God drags me, I'll drag you. So, <laughs> so I found myself some, sometimes ago doing Netflix like, hey, Tolu, three hours. Maybe not sure, but te- I like you watch once you watch this episode. You watch how many episodes now? Three. <laughs> Forty five minutes, one hour. Forty five minutes, one hour. Uh, do you understand? And you know it should just be going. Just be going. Uh-huh. So So if you are not careful, you spend hours per day on Netflix and guess what? You're not, not the film producer. It's not your job. You're not doing it for a living. It's true. You're a film producer. But what you, I think you are doing work. But your Bible is there, like, I'm too busy to speak with my Bible. People from this time, I'm too busy to my Bible. But you are online every time on Twitter. 
you are watching that we are, we are too busy with your Bible. You are not busy, you are just carnal. You are not busy, you are carnal. You know? How many of them are Netflix? YouTube, they like. Go and read your Bible. <laughs> read your Bible. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Alright? See, carnality is, is, not, is, not, is not usually it's not usually a permanent state. In the moment, you're a carnal. So I'm, I'm not saying that you are fully carnal, right? But in that moment, you are carnal. So consecration means close, close your Netflix. First, read your Bible more than your Netflix. That God first will show in everything. Can't your Bible be your chill? Alright? How many people will bless you in a prophetic ministry? In a prophetic ministry? How much more will be available and to serve in church? Is your plan to blow someone that you don't have time for church again? Let's check it too. It's a plan to blow so much that you don't have time for church anymore. You're now too busy. Church is now too small for you to come to. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. And of which is not so true. When you check well, only few people are actually genuinely busy enough to miss church that are genuinely, genuinely, only very few. And if they love God, you will see, you will see also that there's a pain to missing church. They really love God. You, there will be a pain. There will be a pain to it. It's not be just, I'm not coming. There will be a pain to it. And you're sitting there giving. Maybe you are, you are blessed. You are too busy to come to church. I we shall see it. We'll see that the money you are making will sit in church. But the money we did not see. You did, you, you did not see. Service, you did not see. Oh, God, you are carnal. Mm. 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 So, join a unit. Join a unit. Join a unit. Make sure your vomit in that unit is impactful. Let me your involvement in the units. Very important. Okay? If you're a unit leader, how will your metrics for your units grow this year? Amen. Because now we have taught each unit as metrics that we are measuring. How will it grow? What, what, what will you do about it? How much energy are you going to give to it? Will your work slack? No. Okay? How much more will you give to church? Your spiritual leaders and the needy. How much more? Are you, is, there, is it in your plan at all that you bless church more? You give your leaders more? Is it in your plan that it's just, Pastor, God help you, anything else to do? <laughs> Amen. This year has been good. You guys have done really well this year. Okay? Or we'll do better and better. Alright? No, TGC partially give well. We give well. We generally, on the average, no, not on the average, above the average, we, we give well. We give well. So, but let's do more. Plan to do it even better. Because you're going to get bigger in your resources, okay? Don't stay at the same level of giving. Increase as you get bigger. Hmm? Let, let you show in church and your pastor, these people are growing. Not that people are growing. Pastor is still, is still where he is. Okay? <laughs> you know, where is some people? Where is some people? You see them, see their pastor, like, God, help this guy. <laughs> you see people come to church every day. See, you see the, the car park, you know, 200 cars, church of 100 people, or no, church of 500 people, 200 cars, and all that. But, Pastor, is that dream boss? God forbid it for you. God forbid it for you. But it can happen. People can get so blessed and be so self-centered. It must not be you. As you grow, it must show in your giving. Bishop said, when he got his car, he says, I can't have a car. My spiritual father doesn't have a car. He gives spiritual father the car. Where is that man now? You think, see, that man is blessed, but the money is, that money is not, is not his heart. Because even when, even when he had nothing, he was that liberal. That's the point. 
When people say, people say not, I think they're about the money, those people, their heart is not in those things anymore. Because when they, when they did not have it, they were, they were behaving well. You do you know my point here? When someone at that level says, it's going to car, gives it to his pastor. That I cannot drive a car. My spiritual father doesn't have a car. Yeah, at least I should do it though, because I might, I, might, I, might, I might be embarrassed too. <laughs> but you get my point, right? No, actually, right? Personally, <laughs> I might beg you take, please take your car back, <laughs> drive this one, go to give me another one. But you get my point, right? But it, it, your heart should be right. Your heart should be right. All right? Amen. All right? This year, how much more loving will you be to your parents? How much more loving to your siblings? How much more empathy will you show for people this year? The unsaved. So, as we enter our worldly place, it is vital we go to the right mindset and motives. We are disciples. We pick up our cross and follow Jesus. So this year, I pray for you. That new job comes. The promotion comes. Your business takes off. Okay? Over you, favor, favor, favor opportunities manifest, okay? Favor opportunities manifest in the name of Jesus. You get that new car. You get that house you are belonging for. Amen. You go on that trip. You get that girl, that girl or guy. You marry. Amen. I pray much more for you, okay? But I pray for you also that, that as this is happen, it doesn't take you far from God, but it takes you closer and closer to God in the name of Jesus. I pray for their priorities are right and your heart is assured and steady in Christ. I, I pray for that you are mission driven, not, not just comfort driven in the name of Jesus. Just take, just take one moment. Now God, I'm, I'm actually going to love you today, tomorrow, forever. I will maintain my zeal serving the Lord. I will not draw back. Are you talking to God? Deliberately. Deliberately, I'm going to serve you more. 